Gather round, it's time for the Big Ten Hoedown. Grab your heels, jump up and down, shut your eyes and whirl around. Reach out your hand and if no one's there, grab your own hand, dance round in the square. When you're doing the Big Ten Hoedown, gotta have a holler you can trust. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Call your friends. Call your wife. It's pig pen time. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Dane. Should fax your wife. Beep your wife. <laughs> well, it's good to be back. It's good to have you back. And if you were listening at the beginning of the show, I did not go to Bermuda for <laughs> 12 days. Yeah. Which was, I think, about how long I've been gone. It's you, been a while. You, your last day was... The Friday before last weekend. Yeah, two Fridays ago. Yes. We just thought you had March Madness really bad. <laughs> it is a madness. I did not have March Madness. In fact, during the time away, I only got to see one college basketball game in the tournament. And, of course, it was the uh, the uh, Texas ACU game. Oh, okay. Which was phenomenal, by the way. But we're not here to talk sports. Now, no. Corby, I'd almost prefer... If you would kind of guide this first segment. Okay. If you would. Okay. Okay. All right. First off, let me reiterate, this is April 1st, but this is not an April Fool's prank. Because I think a lot of people will believe that this is. We wouldn't spend three segments, which this likely could go, (laughs) on an April's Fool prank. Yes. But I will just say this. I was not gone for vacation People were reaching out to me wondering if my back had gone out again and if I was having some medical issues. Not the case at all. I was I disappeared for eight working days and two weekends because, we'll go ahead and say this now, I was on paternity leave. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Whoa. Whoa. Now, this has been a pretty... Well-veiled secret. Breaking news, Hunter. Something that me and my partner, my girlfriend moved in with me last year in the spring or summer. And what do you do when you're holed up in the house all the time mm-hmm. with COVID? You can't go do anything. All you're the just regular, doing it, man. You're just smashing <laughs> 24 hours a day. I don't know how we got enough sleep to have the energy to smash. But we found out that we were going to bring a little one into the world in March. We found out last year in the summer. And this is where I kind of want you to kind of take over for a little bit to find out what your perspective is and how it kind of all played out up here with you personally. And as long as you and I have been friends for over 20 years. Yeah. So before how, how I, much of a surprise this had to have been, not for me, but for you. Before I completely kick you in the nuts as yes. old dad, which is coming. Um, so the phone call was sometime over Christmas break, was it not? I believe so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whatever, just shooting the bull and uh, you're like, you want to hear something? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess so. And there's like this long pause, and I asked you, I was like, do you have COVID? I thought you were going to tell me for sure. I mean, dude, where I mean, it's just, yeah. you sick, you know, you have COVID, and you go, no. And I knew right then. I knew. Like your gut told you? For sure right. what was coming next. Yeah. And it was, dude, we're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> My God! And I, there was a pause too of at least like three seconds of like, oh, for me to process it. Yeah. Like, Danny is having a baby. Me. Danny is having a baby. Danny's got a twenty or a thirty year old. Twenty eight. Twenty eight year old. You yeah. can't have a baby. That's the best. Yeah, you can. It's impossible for you to have a baby. You sure can. Babies Corby. are babies. You're not. You're, you're too old to have a baby. <laughs> All these things are running through my mind, and then I'm finally like, oh. Well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> now, you always had the running joke when, oh, Mike, when Mike was on the show, because Mike and I were two of the three on this show. I'm not sure about Ty, but obviously not Ty. Maybe now Ty's tied, but Mike and I had never gotten vasectomies. 
for years. I mean, for years. And I, I got snipped after Van was born right. back in 2009 or 10 or something like whatever year he was born. 09. <laughs> and I got snipped pretty soon after that, maybe a year after that. And so, you know, afterwards we're talking about it and, and I was like, wait, Mike, you're snipped, right? No, yep. I'm not. I'm like, you're like 65 and you're not snipped. And can you imagine what would happen? I can kind of imagine. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute, Danny, are you? And you're like, no. I'm like, dude, you're going to have a kid someday. No, I'm not. No, no, no. Careful. La, 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 la. I'm like, y'all are, one of y'all is going to have a kid someday. And, and so anytime it was brought up, yeah, yeah. I'd always kick y'all in the nuts being like, one of these days, I'm going to get that phone call at 2 in the morning. It wasn't 2 in the morning. It was at night, though. <laughs> right. But, but it was always it always involved knocking up a tridelt from SMU. <laughs> that was always a scenario. <laughs> Cobra, it oh. happened, man. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> She's pregnant. So, yeah, I mean, that was the running gag. Of course, I never thought it was going to happen. And then I, I told my wife, I'm, I'm like... You know, hang up the phone, and I'm like, oh, my God. You're probably shaking. Danny's having a freaking baby. And uh, I'm like, Jelly, get in here. I go, uh, something is going on with Danny. What do you think it is? And she's like, he has COVID. And I go, no. And she goes, holy ass, he's having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So for you, like when you guys found out, Mm -hmm. you and Audrey, were you like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was, um, she was like a day late. And she's one of those girls, and you've known these girls, they're always to the minute on time. Yeah. And she was like one day, maybe a day and a half late. And we were supposed to go to dinner. It was a Sunday. And she goes, Hey, um, I know you're supposed to pick me up. Can I just come over there? I was like, Yeah. She still lived at her place. I lived at mine at the time. And she walked through the door, and I just looked right at her. And I go, You're pregnant, aren't you? And she said, yeah. And she tells me that my response was two words, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't his reaction, man. No, it wasn't. You know what? It was, oh, boy. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter if you're 22, if you're 32, 42, 52, 52, whatever it is, the guy reaction. Yeah. It's so, it's key. Because you could screw this up. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I think no matter but what. But it's involuntary. No matter it what. Is. It's you're. I feel this way, at least, that you're kind of in shock. Even if you're trying. 100%. Whatever. It's like, no, I. Uh, um, great. Great. Yeah. Uh, right. My favorite. Oh, you're my, not happy. And it always happens in the movies. And the guy, the worst response that a guy can make in that time is, you sure it's mine? <laughs> They yeah. always do that. Right. Yeah, don't do that one. Right. No, I, I was able to refrain from, <laughs> are you sure it's mine? <laughs> oh, God. But but I, we and you, you run the scenarios through your head of, yeah. how did this happen, and all of it, you know? And it's funny, because we, we had already planned to, to uh, move in together, because we lived super close anyway, um, like in October. So we just like bumped it up, I think, four or six weeks, and then just started making plans to... Do the classes and make the plan to how she wanted to have this birth go down. And she's, man, she, to her credit, she's a tough chick because she, her intentions were to do this all natural. That's, that was our plan. We set up with a midwife with this wonderful facility called Origins over on Swiss Avenue near, mm-hmm. near downtown. And they're phenomenal. And but you know what a natural birth is. You're giving birth in a tub. There's no epidural. There's no pitocin to get contractions going. Dude. You feel it all. How, okay, why did she make this decision? It's just kind of in her DNA. It's like her this DNA. Is- it's what she's always wanted to do. She's wanted to have a kid her whole life, her whole adult life. Yeah, and it just never really came about that way. Right, and it got to the point where she didn't think that she was even capable. Yeah, you know. So it was a surprise to it her, was, the pregnancy yeah, and everything. She was yeah. pretty surprised because she didn't think that this was a, a, a real uh, 100% possibility. So we start making plans. We're going to do this thing all natural in the tub and learning so much about the natural childbirth process, which I, man, after learning a lot about how 
the big industry of giving birth in hospitals is. And granted, hey, look, midwives get paid too. Sure. They're not doing this. It's not an altruistic venture <laughs> right, for them. Right. It is significantly cheaper than it is to go to a hospital. But once you kind of learn about how like certain uh, doctors will schedule their vacations around their patients and say, hey, why don't you come in on Saturday? We'll go ahead and do that, that C-section because i got to travel to you know to Cabo next weekend for a golf trip or that next day for a golf trip with my buddies. Yeah. They'll kind of plan it that way. And it is big business. But I really fell in love with the process and the way we were, you know, had that, that we had planned on doing this. So you, you went to actual classes for that? We took them online. Yeah, because of COVID, you couldn't meet in okay, person to, to, I wouldn't to know, do that. I wouldn't know a single thing. I would, well, I do you remember like going it, to classes just for whatever, hospital? I mean, I did that. We went to classes for hospital childbirth, you know, and, I, and it was a beating, and I'm looking at my phone and checking master scores, yeah, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. kid, whatever. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think I went to classes. Did you, Ty? Yeah, we went to class uh, hospital. You got to see the room. Then you did some breathing exercises yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, mess. Yeah, 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 the breathing stuff. This uh, is so much beating. more than that because the woman is feeling every ounce of every contraction the uh, entire time. Uh, and the dad is, and look, I will never even begin or even consider comparing my experience to hers because you can't. But the dad is involved a lot. For each contraction, you are part of the entire situation yeah. as support, and a lot of it is physical. You're having to do certain pressure point things, which takes a it's a lot of arm strength. And when you're doing it over and over and over and over 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 a typical labor time, which is like eighteen to twenty four hours, so you're not for first time moms. You're not in the waiting room, you know, handing out cigars <laughs> or smoking cigs, filming it with the VTR. No, and, yeah. no, 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 no. You're not doing any of that. It's an entirely different different process. And this facility is amazing. It's one of those old uh, two story homes that were built probably in the late eighteen hundreds that are over on that row of Swiss Avenue. And you've got a bedroom, and then there's a a huge circular bathtub and a private bathroom for them and it's just it's the labor room it's where this goes down oh okay for some reason you're not doing it wasn't a home birth okay no, that's, no, no, i no, guess no, no, that's no. what i must have thought that it's in any garden variety bathtub you're saying no, no, specifically no, no. designed for it's this spe- yes specifically designed oh it's a birth center it's okay all natural birth center do they does it look like a hot tub it's a big old round tub that two or three people could get in so, like, it, was there ever a point where you just kind of put your bathing suit on and jumped in, on. just sat there and with a drink, you know? Well, like, when it came time for us to go there, yes, the bathing suit was in in my backpack. Really? Because you have to get in. You want to get in. Yeah. You know, you want to be in there to, to grab the baby or to be, you know, whatever position she wants to, to give birth. Yeah. And that's another thing. You Daddy's know, doing, like, crunches to get ready. For yeah, because for, yeah. for the photos. <laughs> Don't want to have a beer gut. If I may interject. Please. Trust me, I would have worn a T-shirt, bro. <laughs> Go ahead. If I may interject, you do want to be in the middle of all that, huh? Hell yeah, yeah. You I, do. I think once you're involved, especially if the I'm woman, not sure, I'm up. Well, for think that. of it this I'm way: if Sally would have said, "This is the route I'm taking," mm-hmm. if whoever your girlfriend or your wife says that this is the way, what I want to do, you're going to support her. You know why? No, 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 full support. But you know what I'm saying, though. You just don't need me fainting right next well, to you while it's going on. I think though that you're like because we do so little. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We we do the nothing. least we, amount possible. We roll around on you for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I, they're lucky, I love you, and that's it. That's all you do. Yeah. You're done, and then saunter off to the refrigerator. <laughs> right? Are we out of cheese? It. But that's the one thing about the natural childbirth is you you kind of get to choose what position you want to give the baby in. It's not just feet and stirrups, doctor down there, and husband either in the waiting room or or next to the the the, the partner. You know, head kind of going. You got this, babe. No, you are. You're working. You're working, and you are also. It, like I said, the woman can be in any position that she is comfortable. And we, I watched so many freaking birth videos leading up to this. I saw all kinds of stuff. Where were they on YouTube? No, no, no. They're part of this class oh, okay. that you take online. <laughs> and it's like now let's stop down for to watch. You know, Gene being born in yeah. in some guys in some apartment in Brooklyn, New York, with some camcorder. I'm gonna COVID opt out of that. We saw tons of these, man. <laughs> that video, I think. So we are nearing time. Now, when, the funny thing is, is when we first found out we were pregnant, we went to one of those places um, to get the real test, but we didn't really want to spend a lot of money. So we went to this place, uh, it was called Prestonwood Pregnancy Center, 
and we found out once we got there what it was all about. And God bless them. They they were they were the sweetest people in the world, but they were they treated us like we were 17 because they were like, "Yes, we want to make sure you find out you're pregnant and then we want to get you guys in separate rooms and let you know how important it is to make sure you bring this baby into the world." Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which is fine. Yeah. You know what? We got the test done for free and the follow-up sonogram and everything and they were super super nice and pretty spot on on predicting the due date. Really? Yeah, they wow. got it, they got it more right than anybody, other than my girlfriend's mother. So, you know, we're kind of knowing that we're getting close to that due date, and this is last Saturday, um, of you know, not this most recent weekend, but the past Saturday. And by the way, we're no, we know we're close. Yeah, and over the last couple of weeks prior to you leaving, I mean, it well, was, we were overdue. Where yeah. they had to recalculate our due date because. They kind of got it wrong once she yeah. got into the program with the birthing center, and they were like, yeah, well, I think maybe you, we just, you know, we miscalculated it, and so they pushed it back a couple of weeks, because I was thinking I was going to be gone. I thought this was going to be already done uh, two weeks ago, yeah, but it wasn't. So we're knowing that this is kind of happening, but she feels great. You know, I, I feel great. She was one of those gals that stayed in perfect shape. She looked just as thin as she always was with just a belly, you yeah. know? Um, so we're out on Saturday. This is what our Saturday was before she went into labor was we went and walked around farmer's market all afternoon, had lunch there and came back to the house and I planted a tree in the front yard. Oh, yeah. A nice, nice. Japanese maple in the front yard. Oh, those are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And so we go to bed that night and we stayed up late watching a movie, just, you know, hanging out and fall asleep around two and about three in the morning. She wakes up and looks over at me and she goes, my water just broke. At three in the morning, on Sunday morning, late, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning at 3 a.m. And I'm going to tell you next about what transpired over the next X amount of hours. Oh, boy. Very much. Ham. Yes, young Ham. Thanks, Uh, Ham. We're in the middle of Danny telling us a story that uh, is rather significant because... Danny had a baby. Not me specifically. Well, you know what I mean. Yes. Not be- too terribly long ago. Beautiful uh, girlfriend, Audrey, delivered our beautiful baby just a couple, three days ago. Or I guess it was last Wednesday. I'm so out of time, time and- space. You don't even look like you anymore. Yeah, I know. I've got a really funny. Who are you? A funny side note to tell you of of a sleep deprivation Dannyism that I had <laughs> that was reiterated back to me. So here we are in the labor process. It is three in the morning last Sunday, not the most recent Sunday, but a week ago Sunday, three a.m. I awake to Audrey telling me that her water broke. Okay. And this also comes with some contractions. And she, we'd always wondered, you know, it's like, I would ask her, do you know what, what does a contraction feel like? Is it like a, a cramp that you get in your leg? She's like, I don't know. I've never, never had them. Um, and she'd ask people and they're like, look, you know it when you know it. Right. And that's what she said. She goes, I'm having contractions. I go, how do you know they're not Braxton Hicks? The little kind of ones, fakers. the fakers that prepare you for what they feel like. She goes, these are rhythmical. They're intense. But they weren't like super intense. They were. They weren't. They weren't as bad that she couldn't kind of fall back into some semblance of sleep and finish the night out to get a little bit of rest for the next day. So we wake up the next day around probably nine, and this is Sunday midday, and about eleven o'clock is when they start kicking in. So here we are, about eight hours later. The contractions are kicking in. They're becoming more um, consistent on how far apart they are, around seven, eight, ten minutes apart. And what they they tell you at the birth center, it's like, look, we want you to labor at home. You're going to be more comfortable there. Um, when you, but when your contractions get to be about three to four minutes apart, and they are lasting about a minute long each contraction. Mm-hmm. And that goes on for an hour. That's when we want you to come in. They call it the three one one or four one one premise theory. That that's when they want to see you. Then they can start getting ready for. Um, I guess they call it active labor to transition. So we end up going about our day on Sunday. We went. We had some things that we still needed to to pick up to take to the birthing center, and we go to Whole Foods. She's like, I want to go in. I'm like, No. Yeah. You please just stay in the car. <laughs> 
and just Did you think for a second that there could be a car baby when you came out? No, I didn't think that she was going to progress that <laughs> quickly in the 17 minutes, or not even that long, that I was in the store. We went to Firehouse Subs and saw Dr. Sorensen and had a sandwich together. Delicious! It was so good. Cam um, Sorensen here. So we kind of spent Sunday, <laughs> um, you know, just kind of doing normal stuff, and every 10 minutes or so, she'd have to stop and kind of get her breath, and I'd have to p- apply pressure to her lower back or let her lean on me or whatever she needed to do to kind of get through that contraction but they weren't that long you know 30 seconds 40 sometimes shorter 15 but as the night you know continued they started getting more and more and more intense so here we are sunday night and from about seven o'clock until three o'clock in the morning from what i understand she is in hard labor and it's happening and it is painful. Oh. It is painful to see. Oh. She's not on any medication no. at all. Um, and we are, you know, getting up and down, trying different positions on the, uh, as far as her, her laying sideways on her hands and knees, leaning against me, leaning against the table on the, the big exercise ball, which they're way into. They want you to do that thing to keep things moving. And I'll be damned if at three o'clock in the morning, we are at that 411. Period. So we're here. We are, twenty four hours later, which typically in labor, first time mom is going to have, uh, probably have had the baby by then. So we're thinking we're running a little bit long. It's fine. We call the midwife, and she says, "Okay, it sounds like you guys are progressing. Let's uh, let's come on in." So we load up the ca- I load up the car, put everything in there. I mean, it's like four bags of stuff. It looked like we we're going away <laughs> right to Puerto Vallarta for a yeah. week. Um, I've got a cooler with ice in it, drinks, you know, snacks yeah. and all this stuff. Now, did you do what I told you to do? Because what I did, of course, when I had my first kid was I brought in VHS tapes because the doctor told me there was I could watch <laughs> movies. Yeah. And so as my wife is going into hardcore labor, I popped in dazed and confused. Good to call. which she responded as she looked up at the TV, get the F out of here and go get my mom. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, honestly, none of the conversations, as I recall, were overly pleasant because <laughs> she they don't have time for your jokes at that point. Yeah. They're, they're, Dude. They're not having the time of their life. That you is, don't really know what to say. That is one thing you learn by doing the, the classes and the videos. It's like... It, because I kind of knew where this was going, you know? And they say it's a certain point when, when, when the mom starts going into the contractions where she's no longer talking, where she's completely in the zone and focused. <laughs> Number one, leave her alone. Number two, this is not the time for comedy. There were contractions that were going on. That I learned were, that, that the hard I, way. That I didn't go to that class. Was, was joking with me yeah. while we were laboring early in the evening um, together. She was, and I was there. I keep saying we. I felt like such a part of it, you know. I'm going to include my. I'm yeah, screw it. I'm I'm including myself in this. We're watching the show on Fox called The Mick with the chick from uh, Always Sunny. Really funny. Yeah, twenty minutes long, so you can kind of make it through a lot of those. And she's laughing. We move into the bedroom to kind of you know change venues and for her to be able to have more space on the bed to move around. And at one point, she goes, "Turn that TV off." Turn it off. She's done. She's done yeah. with any outside distractions. These are so intense oh. that I'm in the zone. This makes my everything hurt. Yeah, I agree. So, like I said, at 3 o'clock in the morning, 24 hours after she started, after her water broke and she started labor, we call. The midwife says, come on in. We're going we're gonna to get you in here, and we're going to get her examined and everything, and I think we, we might be ready to go. Pick up some chicken on the way in. Yeah, absolutely. So we show up, and we go in, and our midwife, one, what, there's, by the way, we dealt with a lot of midwives throughout this process as far as checkups and stuff. We end up with one of my favorites was this uh, gal named Laquita, and she checked Audrey and said, and looked up at her, and she goes, baby, you're only three centimeters. So what does she need? Ten. Oh. We are laboring hardcore with 311 contractions for 24 hours, and she's not even a third of the way oh. to where her cervix needs to be opened up to to deliver this baby. Oh, oh I have a question. Yes. Because, again, I'm coming from a place of ignorance. If you do the midwife thing, mm-hmm. is it 100% homogenized to the point where nobody takes any drugs? It's nothing. I know, but like, no, nobody, anybody that goes into a midwife, they're not taking drugs. 
to to cure to help uh, ease the pain? No, there's no pain relief. Oh God! Yeah, oh, geez, it's mind man. over matter at that point. Oh. So she looks up and she tells Audrey, "This sweetie, you're only at three centimeters." And what do we do? We go home. We get sent home because that's what they want. Because at this point, they don't know how long this is going to go, and they may have they may have another mother that comes in that is ready to give birth, and we're taking up the room. Because they do probably, you know, 20 or 30 of these a month. So we truck it back to the house, and we get back home, and she's so dejected, and I felt so bad for her that she thought that she was ready to have this baby that she was able to go to sleep, and her contractions kind of went back to being 10 minutes apart. Wow. Like, she kind of was so bummed out that her labor dissipated, and she was able to sleep for a few hours that night. I... I guess I will never know the answer to this, but uh, how can, something that intense, mm-hmm. how, how can you sleep through it? That's uh, like, I, I guess it, it, it just comes and goes. It's one of those things that, I, and I, I, I think in a parallel way, I, I experienced this when going through back surgery and the, the pain that I had leading up to it is the pain. And they, they always have this diagram. What's your pain level? One out of 10, right. 10 being the worst. And there were times where I know for a fact that I was 10 out of 10 for good good amounts of time to where your body just says i'm going to shut you down and let you sleep for an hour so you're not going to feel anything yeah. you're just going to sleep it's like almost like a, your body is is making yourself rest otherwise you're going to die yeah, you know right you're just going to die or want to kill yourself <laughs> Poor so girl. that's that's where we're at we're headed back home she's able to sleep a little bit well we wake up that monday morning and the contractions start again, and we're getting back up to that place. At this point, we call Origins, the birthing center, and they said, look, you come in now. We end up going in there at noon, and they told us, we're having this baby. And I'm going to tell you what she had to go through to get this baby out next. 52 here on the hard line. Community Quick Hits coming up here in just a bit. Sturm Center, we'll uh, follow that. But we... Uh, are in the middle of a uh, a new addition to the world of the ticket because Danny and his girlfriend have had a baby. He's in the middle of telling the story as we are on day two of serious contractions. Yes, we are in, at this point, we are in our probably 38. Of, of water breaking. Uh, since water broke yeah. and contraction. And do they start. tell you, is there a certain time frame? Cause we're all, you know, we're playing yeah, amateur doctor up here of what, how long are you supposed to wait to get the baby out after the water breaks? Okay. We're going to get to all of that. Okay. Okay. So here we are on Monday and I'm thinking, gosh, this baby's going to be born the day before my birthday, you know, which yeah. is my birthday was March 23rd, uh, last Tuesday. So we all, okay, so we get sent home the night before we wake up the next morning and we're on the phone with the birth center and the midwife says, look, why don't you go ahead and come in? We'll get you in here around noon and we'll start doing some measures to get that baby out of, out of here. You know? Yeah. They call it like it's a, like a natural induction. And what that involves is taking certain supplements. I can't remember off the top of my head what they were, but they were things that were to help kind of open things up, get that cervix opened up to where the baby can fit through. And that also involves work, exercise. They had that poor girl outdoors walking up and down the street doing curb walks. That's where you walk uh, parallel with the curb, and your left foot goes up on the curb, and your right foot is on the street. Oh, my God, dude. Up and down, and then turn around and do it again. They had us doing that for 30 minutes. They had her doing... um, uh, like this weird ball exercise where her legs draped over this and she's having to do all this crazy stuff to get things naturally moving down there. They had us doing things that I can't mention on the air. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Ew. So at this Man. at this point, we are there at the birthing center. Um, they said, look, why don't you go for a walk? It'll be good. Maybe you can go grab something to eat. Yeah. So we walk around walking, and she's having to stop every six minutes to have a contraction God. in public in near downtown Dallas. So we walk over to uh, Captain Sorensen here. No, we already went to Captain Sorensen's place and had a sandwich. Uh, gosh, what's the name of that place? It's a burger shop that's right over there on Gaston Road. Anyway, we walk over there and get a bite to eat, and you know she's trying to eat her food and. 
hold on, just to stop, and just goes into that zone, and I'm trying to help and rub she here and, just and all that. Yes. Misery. Yes. Yes, she is miserable. Dude. So this goes on all afternoon, all through the evening, and damn near all night until we hit the three in the morning place again. That's Here incredible. We are. Now yes. it's your birthday. It is my birthday. So we have zoomed past 48 hours now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Dude. So here we are at the birthing center, and we... Get, I'm sorry, this is Tuesday. This is my birthday, yeah. and the thing has already passed. So here we are Wednesday morning at 3 a.m., and this has been 72 hours since her water <laughs> broke. 72 oh my hours goodness. of hard labor being 48 of it at least. And at this point, they tell her, look, it's been 72 hours, and when your water breaks after 72 hours, there is a risk for infection for you and the baby you're not having this baby here. And they transfer her to Baylor. Oh, so after all this work yeah. and all the buildup. All the buildup. And all the, all the videos. This is the way I'm having the all baby. All the exercise, everything. They have to transfer us to the hospital. Is she, she mortified? Yeah, you have to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was ready because, right. as she tells me to this day, she felt like after 72 hours of that kind of work and, and that kind of pain that she felt at times like she was going to die. Oh, my God, dude. So we end up going to Baylor. Oof. I'm going to take a sip of water because this is difficult to talk about. You're listening to live coverage. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Um, so at this point, I wanted this for her so badly. I know how much she wanted to do a natural child childbirth. So my heart is pretty broken at this point. Yeah. I'm really feeling badly for her, but I'm seeing the look on her face. And when she says, let's go, yeah. I, I want to go to the hospital. I, it's I, time. My principles and my belief system is not more important than the baby, not protecting this baby and then protecting me from an infection and getting me out of this pain where I feel like death would be better. It's that kind of pain. How it's described. Did they tell you the percentage of um, cases like this? It is very low for them to end up having. To, it's well under ten percent. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Jeez. This was this was pretty rare. It's a really really long labor for for her. Typically, like I said, first time moms, it's sixteen, eighteen, sometimes twenty four. You can go a little bit over that, but seventy two is incredibly rare. Yeah. So we check into Baylor, and my God, what a great facility. I mean, yeah. Baylor has the L&D, labor and delivery. I'm in the know. I use the <laughs> lingo. They have that thing down. And I'm telling you, there are so many doctors and so many nurses and so many residents that are in there, in and out, and it is clockwork. It's like a machine. They know what they're doing. The anesthesiologist is in there. He's got the epidural in. She's got relief within an hour of us being admitted. Good. Good. Yes. Finally. Good. Finally. Yeah. And our doctor, a doctor, this guy comes in, and I swear to God, he looked like he was 17 years old. <laughs> And I'm not saying that hey, just because Dingo, how's it going? I'm an old SOB. He looked 17 years old. I could almost think, well, maybe he's 31. Maybe yeah. he's 32. No, he looked like he was in flipping high school. <laughs> but he was her He was her doctor. We didn't see much of him. The rest of it was all residences and, and uh, resi- residents, residents yeah. and, and nurses and, and nurses assistants. And anyway, she gets the epidural, and we finally are able to get her to sleep a little bit at 5.30 in the morning. And she was able to crash out until about 9. So it's 9 o'clock in the morning, and they they put her on a Pitocin drip, which is supposed to make that those contractions more intense, speed up the opening of the cervix. So we're thinking this baby is coming at any time. And they go in to check her to see how far she's dilated. And the first time we went into the, to the birthing center, she was at three. And after all of this labor, all of the exercising, all of the drugs that they put her on, getting to sleep, getting to rest, they check her, and she is at five. God! Oh, Goodness. Halfway there. And this is at like nine, ten o'clock in the morning. <sighs> now I want to say something about the not only how great the experience was at Baylor, but Origins let one of their midwives be there, go with us. 
this is the hardest part for me to talk about because this woman was our angel. There's no other way to describe it. Her name is uh, Julie and a little bit older than me. I'd say she's maybe 65, 66, maybe younger, 60. But this lady came over with Audrey and me to the hospital. She stayed with us the entire time. She slept in a chair next to me. She was up with her. She held her hand. She told her what to do. She communicated with the doctors and the nurses that came in her, came in there on Audrey's behalf. Um, she was our liaison. So Audrey kind of got to experience, in a way, yeah, that birthing center experience, that natural childbirth that she wanted to have because of the connection of this woman. That sounds above and beyond. It was above and beyond. She stayed with her the entire time. Wow. Yeah. So here we are, and we're nearing, you know, we don't know what to do. Because it's not You're like she can go is do this any Thursday? exercise. This is... This is Wednesday. This is Wednesday. So yeah, okay. we've been, we, she's been laboring. So three plus 11 is eight. So she's been laboring now for about 80 hours. To recap, labor began Sunday, Sunday at 3 a.m. Sunday morning at 3 a.m. We, we are, are now, now at about 11 o'clock <laughs> on, uh, on Wednesday. Sir, that is insane. It's insane. And at this point, you know, they're like, well, we're going to just let the drugs try to do to, to do their thing. And was the word C-section mentioned at this point? That's when the idea of C-section yeah. started being kicked around. Yeah, I mean our our kid was C-sectioned, Van was just because there was it was the time they're like we we got to get this kid out. Yeah. There was a chance that the cord was wrapping around yeah. him, you know. I mean it's just one of the, you're like, okay, go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, you know, we're just kind of hanging around, and she's getting examined. They're coming in and doing the exam to check her dilation, see how that's prog- uh, progressing. And it gets to be, gosh, about 6 o'clock at night. Now, she's able to, she feels pretty good, okay? So, yeah. I mean, because she's on the epidural, there's no real pain. I'm, we're watching the, 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 the contractions happen, and they're happening a freaking minute and a half apart. They're right on top of each other. They should be doing the job. And opening this this portal wide enough to get a flipping baby through this magic portal. Audrey is asking them; she wants anything but the C section. She's asking them at one point, um, "Can can you like stand me on my head so maybe we can detach the baby and then have him go back, have him or her go back to where you know it's supposed to be?" And they're like, "Ma'am, well, can I just walk to the bathroom? You you don't have feeling in your legs; you can't walk. No, but they feel okay. No, you can't get out of bed. I'm sorry, this is the way." It's going to be going from natural childbirth to a C-section is yeah like the, you're in the worst nightmare. But, yeah, I, I would just applaud the conviction though because imagine the pain you've withstood and yet you're still not moving off your original intent. Yeah, like it would take it would take me about thirty minutes of pain before like you know uh, what I'm tapping out. I'm out. Just do whatever Go to get, get this. Yeah, please get this thing out of me. Yeah. So the doctor uh, Doogie Hauser comes in. <laughs> the, the young doctor comes in and he starts talking about that. It's like, look, we're we're nearing that time where it's been you know eighty plus hours, eighty three, eighty four hours since your, since your water broke and the risk for infection it's not going away. Your heart rate is going up. This baby has been in labor for, you know, Forever. over three days now. The baby's heart rate is starting to go up a little bit. We're going to need to get this kid out of here pretty soon. And at that point, we're talking about it. We're like, you know, we have to do what we have to do. You know, that we've got to make sure this baby's okay and, and get this little guy, little girl out of there. And at that point, it's probably around 6, 630 in the evening on Wednesday. And she's like, she asks to be alone. And they told her, it's like, look, we're, we need to go ahead and prepare you for this. And she tells the doctor, she says, look, can I have an hour? Can I have two more hours, please? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you that time. I've got to go perform another C-section. I've got to go to ER right now or the operating room. Because it's freaking major surgery. Oh, yeah. And... He says, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go do this other procedure, and I'm going to check back in on you. And at that point, she had gone to six, so but nowhere near. Yeah. Six centimeters. you got to be at ten to get that baby out. And at that point, it's, you know, 
6, 6.15, and she asks everybody to leave the room. And the midwife and I, we go outside to get some air because we're exhausted. You know, yeah. there's, We're not sleeping either. So I'm out there talking to the midwife, Julie, and I'm asking her, it's like, hey, what... What's this going to be like? You know, what is the C-section like? I mean, what's the recovery time? How much pain is she going to be in? What's the risk to the baby? And and the the midwife, she wasn't always a midwife. She worked in labor and delivery for like 30 years. So she knows the the difference between the natural childbirth and the hospital game. Yeah. So she speaks all that language and knows everything. And and God, I cannot stress to you how integral she was in such a part of this process as as she was. Um so we're standing outside and it's you know really nice. It's getting late in the evening, and my phone rings, and it's Audrey, and I'm like, "What? Why is she calling me?" So I pick up the phone, and I go, "Hey, what's going on?" And she goes, "Um, the doctor came back in to check on me," and I'm thinking, "Well, here we go. We got to go to the ER right now." She goes, "I'm at ten centimeters, and we're gonna push." Oh God! <laughs> so did you just haul I, ass? I thought she was kidding. I go. Really? I go, you're kidding, right? She goes, I'm not kidding. I'm at 10 centimeters, and we're going to push. I told her I'll be there in two seconds, and I tell the midwife that. And I'm also texting her family. That's another part of this process. Yeah, You've got to communicate with everybody that's close to her and you yeah. about all of the details. Better world when you didn't have to do any of that. Oh, yeah. you, you, no phones, yeah. no anything. Hey, you'll know when we're home. And, yeah. and, when, and the first 72 hours when I'm with her and hands-on, I don't have time to communicate with everybody. There was one text message that took me four contractions to complete, which was only about 20 words long. Because I get, yes, everything is going, hold on. He's gauging time and contractions now. Seriously. <laughs> so she says she's going to push. And we go back inside, and there she is. And it is an energy in the room. It is unbelievable. Our doctor is uh, doing another procedure, and he comes in, and it's us. It's me, the midwife, Audrey, a couple of uh, uh, residents and a nurse, and the doctor, the, the guy doctor comes in and says, well, looks like you're at 10 centimeters. That's great. Now, look, I don't, want to, I don't want you to get your hopes up or anything because this pushing process can possibly, for some people, and also considering how long your labor's been, this could take three hours. Oh, my God. And it may not Jeez. happen at all. So he leaves the room to let these ladies prepare to bring this baby into the world. And before I know it, there's six, seven, eight, all women. I'm the only dude in the room. And it is time, ladies. And I'm going to tell you what <laughs> happened Ferris Bueller. when they told her to push next. All right, it's quarter after six, or actually, no. Look how on time we are. Man, you know, you know since Danny's been back, we've Danny, only been staying on time. Yeah, it's a formatically sound show again. That's <laughs> incredible. Uh, sponsors here. Airstream of DFW and Twin Peaks. Okay, so... This is a record-breaking pig pen because of the record-breaking labor that uh, we are hearing about. So, to briefly recap, Danny, yep. would you like for me to uh, please? Please, okay. I, th- I think it's best for all involved all right. uh, to to hear how we got to this point of the story. Okay, my girlfriend and I had a baby. That's why I was gone for eight days, and she went into labor at three a.m. Uh, a week and a half ago. Sunday, early, early, early Sunday morning. We fast forward to 72 hours later of her getting transferred from the all-natural birthing center to Baylor Hospital because she cannot go longer than 72 hours without being monitored by right. a, you know, a doctor. A, a doctor. And here we are laboring in the hospital, and we're finally getting to the point where they tell her she's going to need a C-section. She asks, and by the way, here we are at probably... 85, 86, 87 hours since, since her water broke. Gracious. And they tell her that she's probably going to have to have a C-section. She asks the doctor, can I please just have one or two more hours to, to, to allow this cervix to open up from 6 centimeters to 10? And it and, worked. And it worked. I, she did it by herself. It was weird. We left the room, me and the midwife that, that traveled with us from Origins and stayed with us the whole time. We went outside and we're talking and I get the phone call from, from Audrey that, Hey, I'm, I'm at 10 centimeters and, and we're going to do this. So here we are. We go back inside, um, to the delivery room, which is the room that she was in, the room that I'd spent, you know, two nights in or one night at that point. <clears throat> and 
they're assembling the team and they're like I told you before there's an energy in the room they're there people are excited and one one of the and like I said all the, the the medical staff including the midwife and Audrey all girls I'm the only dude in there which was really cool to see these ladies right just just kind of there's something about these women when they get together and when you're talking about having a baby it's a singular experience that only a woman can, can understand relate. only a woman will ever have no man will ever be able to be part of that club it's impossible so when you get these women together and it's just them working together it's yeah. like ants right you know bringing home a stick now are you wearing it's crazy full hat no and... i'm wearing what i'm wearing now oh, you don't, you're not wearing, having to wear the hospital guard no, or anything no, no no i would have had i had she had to go to operating room to get yeah. the c-section but no we're in we're in the room that they they admitted her in and they just pull out a couple of things and let's go yeah so here we are. I think we're After all that. at 90 hours of labor at this point. I think she and, and, and all said and done, 91 hours is what we calculated. And she starts pushing. And after the first push, you see the head. I'll be damned if that girl didn't will herself in one hour to go from six centimeters to ten. But she pushed out that baby in less than eight minutes in four tries. Oh my God! Four pushes, that baby came out. How big was the baby? The baby was he. Well, first of all, the baby comes out, and because you guys didn't find out the sex, we did not find out the sex. We had no idea, and I looked down, and the way the baby's legs were, and the way they were holding it, and they hand it right to us. This wasn't like cut the cord and run off to another room. Yeah, they put the baby basically right on her chest, and she's holding the little one. And I first looked down, I was like, oh, my God, it's a girl, which kind of secretly I wanted a girl. So I thought it'd be kind of fun. You got a boy. You know? Yeah, but still, I just, I don't know. I, all this girl dad stuff with you guys has kind of got me, I want to be part of that. But <laughs> I'm fine with whatever. And then I saw the thing, and I'm like, what? It's a boy. Yeah. And, yes, we have a brand new baby, little baby boy. Yeah. And, and she's holding him, and we let the cord do its work and you know they get all the stuff out of there for the baby to have the maximum amount of nutrients and i did cut the cable cut the cord isn't and that he, weird yeah it's dude, chewy. It, it was like <laughs> it was like calamari you know yeah. it was a lot rougher yeah a lot tougher than i thought i is. thought it was just in a snip right through but i'm like having a yeah on this oh, thing right dude yeah so uh um, you were like deputized medical <laughs> not, He's like, the closest thing close. we have to a doctor. Like right you're now. saying, you saw the head, and that oh, means yeah, man. I'm that right means there. you uh, did not honor the stay north of the equator uh, no. edict that I was uh, no I, way, I followed with uh, in several trips <laughs> no. to the delivery room. <laughs> was, Always north of the equator. No way. I was I was south of the border, brother. I mean, wow. that's, that's what got us there. I might as well. <laughs> um, I don't so, think yeah, you they, understand how the you little guy weighed in at seven fourteen, uh, tall, twenty one and three quarter inches. He's skinny. I thought course. he'd be like a big old, just because he was in there for so long. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want to get out of here. I'm a big old baby. Yeah. No, and, and in all actuality, he was delivered the day after my birthday. The original due date was my birthday. So Which would have been he cool. He was right on time, and it's a good, strong, healthy baby. Um, we named him Malcolm Lewis. Lewis was her uh, deceased grandfather, her dad's dad, and Malcolm... I thought it sounded good with Lewis because it it either sounded real like Irish white trash or like a 60s civil rights leader. Yeah, so Malcolm was, and I told Danny this, was second on our list with Ike. It was Ike and then Malcolm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, when you told him, I was like, oh, no way. That's yeah. awesome. That and then my so buddy cool. Jess, that was one of the names in his, him and Ashley's pile was Malcolm. Nice. Really? And they went with Liam. Yeah, but little Malcolm was born at 747 on Wednesday evening. After Sweet Audrey endured one of the most incredible, Ugh. incredible experiences. It's the singular most incredible experience you can ever imagine. Obviously, the birth of a child, but witnessing the endurance, the strength, the will of this woman to go through what she went through and endure three days of unimaginable pain that none of us will ever experience for that elongated period of time and then to be faced with a surgery a major surgery to bring her baby into the world and 
just with her mind right. to will she her jedis the baby. She jedis her opening to 10 <laughs> centimeters and then pushes the little fart out in eight minutes. Yeah, if you will. I mean, she's a gangster. I, I, I could not believe it. And I told her, it's like, I, I just got a front row ticket to see not only the birth of my kid being born, but to watch one of the, the, the greatest exhibits of human will and strength that I'll, I'll ever see. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can bring it back to sports and okay. we've seen a lot of incredible sports feats. But in the world, if if, if baby making or, or delivering a baby or having a baby was a sport, that girl won the freaking Larry O'Brien yeah, this and, past week. And like you know, people talk about the miracle of childbirth, and I've said it a million times. There's is seven billion people on the planet and animals and everybody else. They, 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 there's no miracle in birthing anything. Yeah, it happens but, every day, all day but long. That style. Uh, that, uh, yeah, she deserves a blue ribbon for that one, man. That's yeah. freaking nuts. Yeah, oh, it God. was, it was absolutely incredible. And uh, now we got, we had to stay in the hospital for, I think, two and a half more days. Yeah. Whoa. Just because the baby, the baby was late. The baby was super late and, uh, or the baby had, uh, been exposed to the membrane being, uh, ruptured for longer than, much longer than 72 hours. So they have to make sure that his, he's not, you know, he, his, he doesn't have any type of infection. So they did a blood culture, and they want to make sure that, that 48 hours after the blood culture is taken that it shows no sign of any infection. But the baby, Malcolm, and mom, Audrey, are perfectly fine. He's getting acclimated, you know, with life outside of the womb, which is, you know, real tough on, on little ones like that, especially when they've gone through such a traumatic labor and an elongated labor like that. I mean, that's a, that affects the little one as well. You know, all those contractions just over and over and over for, yeah. for almost four days. It's right. a lot. It's a lot for the, the little guy so to handle. Y'all got home on we got Sunday, home on Saturday? Saturday afternoon. Has he been sleeping okay and Man, all that? Like back he, and dude, up and down? He, they, they want him to eat every two to three hours. Oh, yeah. So, you know, That's it's for the, for the first couple of weeks, it's that. Right. But he's finally figuring it out. His, his little uh, digestive system, which he's... Just learning how to use because they don't use it for nine months in the womb and then they pop out and they're expected to just be, you know, humans, humans all yeah. of a sudden. So he's had some problems with um, with the gas pains, but we're figuring oh, out yeah. what his signs are and how to position what positions work best for him. And, you know, she's breastfeeding and. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good times. <laughs> I like watching that. Have you had the pump yet? Has she had oh the yeah, pump? yeah. She's she, dude. She's brought home the kid, and the next day she's got milk pumped in the fridge, and yeah. says, "Hey, will you feed him? I'm going to Target." Like what? Yeah, yeah. This she's Superwoman. I mean, she's going to freaking Target. Man, I'll never walking around ever, after having a baby and being in labor for four days. I'll never forget that noise that that pump makes. <laughs> like it's, and I'm sure the technology has changed in the last decade, but. It's just like, oh god, she's in there pumping again. Like it's just, it's just hot. Uh, it's, yeah, and the, then the breast again, pump is hot. No, you realize? Look, you realize you, the functionality of the. Oh god, look at her, she's so hot. Now those are just, those are weapons for food. Yes. that's it. Yes. that's all they are. And that's how. I mean, I'm sure the kid loves to be held and yeah. nurturing and love, but he he sees me as the guy that has whiskers on his face, and she's a refrigerator. Exactly. What's yeah. for dinner her. tonight? Oh, more Where's of she? that. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah. cool, Dingu, but give me her. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny. I went in during a break, and Mino said all of the pain that Audrey went through. It's kind of it, it, he goes he can relate because it's what he experienced with eight days with Sam Hale. I didn't say that. <laughs> You're making that up. Are you sure? You're making that up. Like only Mino. Only Mino can understand childbirth. Yeah. 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 Mino kept asking about you, dude. Uh, Mino was really worried about you. So at what point did you get over? the the shock the initial shock of i'm going to have a baby uh, call me in a year i'm still in shock yeah yeah dude it's it's surreal and it all happens so quickly because it's not like life stops for you no. can't just put the baby on pause man it moves fast and then next thing you know you're you're at home and the kid lives in in your I house know. and and you're doing all this stuff. Did you have the, uh, did any of y'all have the, man. like you bring the kid home from the hospital and we sat him in his little car seat, you know, yeah. you take him out of the car and you, and you set the kid down like on a coffee table or something and he's sleeping and I'll never forget this. He's just sitting there and I'm looking at Julie and she's kind of looking at the kid and dog walks over and is sniffing around, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like, 
what do we do? Like what? Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Like it's just there. Uh, you, do you want something? Do you like CSI? Like what do you do? Right. Yeah. I don't know. The dog thing was really funny because uh, we we have two dogs. I have a pit bull named Geraldine, and Audrey has a German Shepherd named Annabelle. We call her Annie. And I I did get to sneak off a couple of times from the hospital to pick some things up because obviously plans change. We're in the hospital now. We need to do some different stuff. And then there was the whole story about the the guy that was walking our dogs for us ends up adopting a finding another dog living in our backyard. So I go in and check on that, and that's that's a whole other that's next week's pig pen. Yeah. <laughs> the random adoption of a pit bull while you're in labor with your girlfriend in the hospital. Um, Jeez, dude. But yeah, I was able to go home, and it was amazing, man. When I would walk, I walked in the house for the first time after not seeing them for like four days, three days. They were all over me, buried in in my clothes, sniffing. They knew. Oh yeah. They knew that it was okay. This is part of the family, but what is it? Right. And where it's, is something's it? Something's not right, but it is something's right. Weird. But I mean, Geraldine, her nose did not leave sniffing me for like three or four minutes. She was so curious. And when we got the baby home, the German Shepherd, we need to change her name from Annie to Nanny because that's what she is. She is. On like guard, standing guard, standing guard, checking on the baby. If the baby's crying, Annie comes back to the bedroom to look in there to make sure we're not killing the baby. Right. It's what are awesome. you doing to my baby? It is. It is <laughs> insane to see the instincts of a German Shepherd. That is with, wild. With, with, with an infant. Yeah. It's amazing. Huh? He'll be in his little, you know, little swing, and she'll just walk over there and stare at him, and then lick him on the face and take his pacifier out. Yeah. You know, where Geraldine is more like, can this bro? Bring me treats. Yeah. No, then I really have very little use for him. Yeah, it's like the baby with you compared to Audrey. That's Pretty the much. way that the dog the is. is. Yeah, like, like, yeah you whatever. Know, yeah, you're not doing Just as long as service. you don't take anything away from my world as I've constructed it over yeah. my two years. Been here a little longer than you, bro. Yeah. So don't think that, you know, you're going to be taking my stuff. It is, it is weird to watch that because, but the dogs, they know the pecking order has changed. Like Absolutely. they figure that out so quickly that wait a minute. Yeah. I, I I'm everything to you. Mm-hmm. I I am you. How does this affect me? And then me? suddenly there's this little S head over there and you're like but they know. They figure it out so quickly like, no, well, that's the way it is, but uh, you still got food, right? Yeah. All right, kick ass. Yeah. So your head's spinning? Man, it's calmed down quite a bit. The baby's actually sleeping a little bit through the night, not through the night, but you know, a good Enough. a good block of time to where we can we're figuring it out, figuring yeah, yeah. out our schedule and how okay, if you go to bed at this time, then I'll be up and I can feed him, you know, I'll feed him from the bottle, from the pumped breast milk at this hour and then I'll get a couple hours and it's all it's 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 finally settled. I mean, dude, we've only been home a couple days. Yeah, 3 days, 4 days. Ty, you miss this? Hmm. <laughs> you ready to do it again, bud? Yeah. Uh, the COVID baby pool. I'm telling you, man. I, we could have won a lot of money on this one. Yeah. There's something about it. There, there is the, the, these. These are the new baby boomers. I'm telling you, the 2020 babies. I, that's what I said, and I think it's going to be. I think it's a two year thing because I think that there's situations like you guys. Yeah. That you had, uh, you got pregnant during the lockdown, basically yeah. back a year ago. Or it's the opening of America, and it's the one-night-stand baby or, you know, like, hooking-up baby. Like, I think it's all going to add up that, because I think we've got a population decrease as far as the number of babies being born in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I think that market, that will be corrected in the next year and a half or two years. Well, I'm glad to have done my part. You did. You really did. You really did. Well, congratulations. You're a leader, You're a leader in that way. I I can't wait to get home. You know, it's it's that now. And that kid, I swear to God, because Audrey, she'll beat him down with that story. Do you know how long you were in me and I couldn't get out rid of you? And All right, Mom, I get it. I've, I've told this story, maybe not at <laughs> That's a length. heartwarming yeah. scenario you yeah. just painted. Yeah. I've told this story not at this length, you know, but I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine getting tired of telling this story because yeah. it is a great, great oh, yeah. story. And I'll be damned every single time I mention Julie, the midwife, choked up. My eyes just fill. It's amazing. I cannot mention her name and how important she was to this process without me 
That's cool. Crying. I think doctors come and go and things like that, and you may remember them for whatever reason, but situations like that where someone is that close it to... It was a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll for sure. never forget that. Shout out no to doubt. Julie. Absolutely. And thank you, Origins, and thank you, Baylor. Yeah, and Shout I guess go, you're rooting for Baylor then in the Final Four. Hell yes. Yeah, all Baylor now. Go Bears. It's green. All right, thanks, man. Congratulations. Thanks, Let's Bubba. do Sturm Center next. Cowboys.